We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack and A podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, it's uh, it's our last episode for like five weeks. We got some Packers news, we got some NFL news. I'm excited. We got great fan questions. Like, I'm really, really feeling this episode already. It's it's going to be great. So, Dusty, I'm going to kick it to you on how you're feeling, so you can bring us all down right away. But how's uh, how's Kentucky? Oh, it's good, man. Uh, actually, today was like seventy degrees. It was kind of nice out. Uh, you know, I was stuck inside all day working, but it was it was it was nice day outside. My window it looked lovely out there. But yeah, I'm uh, like you, man. I'm I'm excited. You know, we are taking a break during the draft, but that I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to listen to other people talk about the draft because I don't think you do it that much. I I rely on other people to do the work that I do not feel like doing, and then I leech off of that information. So I'm excited for all the draft content that's going to be coming up on Pack a Day and the Cheesehead Draft Guides coming out. Like guys. I'm excited. <laughs> Once this stuff's in like a centralized location, I can't wait to dig in a little more. Um, yeah, doing doing really good. Doing good. Sarah, how's Florida? It's good, and I have a short work week this week, so that's always a plus. Feeling good about that, and yeah, pretty much what Dusty Dusty said. Like, you guys have been asking us some really great questions about the draft the last few weeks, and we're just kind of like, oh well. This is what we think, but we don't really research into that too much. So I'm excited for you guys to finally have those questions answered um, because I'm curious what those answers are too. Um, and I'm really excited for all the content that's coming. I know there are 
it's a group of great people that are going to join, um, and you guys should be in for a real treat. So it's an exciting time. Lots going on. Speaking of lots going on, we've got NFL news. There's officially going to be 17 games this season. So who's ready for 8-8-1 eight, eight NFC East champions? Seems Woo! very optimistic, Steve. Eight wins. Seven, eight. Seven, eight, and two, maybe. I don't know. I can't decide which one's better. Uh, but, Sarah, how are you feeling? Like, what's your what, – what did you think when, you know, obviously we knew it was coming, but it's officially official, as people like to say, that there's 17 games. So what's your uh, your gut reaction? I'm just like, cool. That's cool. You know, I knew, I knew that was coming. Like you said, I didn't really have, like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe that's happening. I can't believe they did that. But – yeah, I think it's exciting. I mean, obviously, it's an extra game, and I know a lot of the players are not, you know, in favor of that. But as a fan who gets to watch all of the games and that absolutely loves football season, it's exciting because it's another week that I get to watch the Packers. Another week that I get to sit in front of my TV all day and watch football. So, you know, that side of it, I'm I'm excited about more football. The better for me. So, that's kind of my gut reaction to it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any big takes about it because I, I mean, this was a, a kind of an assumed done deal for like a month or two at this point. So when it came through, that's official. I was like, oh, okay. No, I thought that was already done. Like I thought we already agreed to that. So a lot of hand wringing, um, which you know happens, I guess, and I get it to some extent. But it's you know, it's, it also feels like one of those things. The season's going to start, and everyone who is against a 17 game season. No words will be spoken about it. Like unless your team gets a major injury in week 18. It will not come up. You'll just say, "Oh, we got football! This is exciting!" So yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I get it from a player safety angle, but also like it's just. I don't know. I feel like this has been done for a month or two. It doesn't barely moves the needle for me. But now the papers are signed, so I guess we can get mad about it. I'm unclear. Yeah, it's it's just really fascinating. Like I thought this was a, a good thing that all fans wanted. We've been clamoring for less preseason games, which happened. So there's now three preseason games, which will actually be scheduled by the NFL. So that was another note that kind of came out today, uh, that the NFL will do that scheduling as opposed to the teams where, so the Packers probably won't be playing the Chiefs uh, in the week four, week three of the uh, the preseason again for, you know, the 17th year in a row. But um, we're getting one less game right there. You're getting an, uh, another game that actually means something. And that we've all... we. You always clamor for more NFL games. That's every every day on Twitter you see, like, oh, my God, I miss the NFL. I would love an NFL game right now. And this is this is what you're getting. You're getting another one. So I don't know where why people are really complaining all that much. And as a bonus, it now looks like um, within the coming years that the Super Bowl is going to be on Sunday for President's Day weekend. So that'll be a long weekend, which we've all been clamoring with. Why don't they play the Super Bowl on Saturday so we can have an extra fun night? Why don't we do that? So now you're going to be able to do that. So this seems like an overall just huge win for the NFL, average NFL fan. So didn't quite get all of the, the reaction to it, but. The one thing the other I will thing, say, this was my this was one of my things on. If you're going to, if you're going to extend just for injury purposes, I would have liked to have seen an extra buy in there. I know it extends the season a little bit more, but I would have like two buys kind of makes that. And maybe, maybe if they add a, maybe once they add an 18th game at some point down the line, they're holding that card in reserve. But I would like to see like, you know, something after week four and week five and something after like, you know, week 10 or week 11 or something, just to kind of keep those bodies fresh with that extra game. I would have liked to have seen that, but so that was a little disappointing. But that's like the only thing that disappointed me. Sorry, I cut you off, Steve. I just, I had to throw oh, it no. in there. No, that's okay. I mean, I totally get it. I think we've all had that discussion, but. 
we all knew that wasn't going to come. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so other thing that we found out uh, officially that each team is going to be playing an international game on a rotating schedule throughout eight years. Uh, it looks like it'll continue to do London, Mexico City. There's talks about a couple places in Germany. So, Dusty, what you feeling? Like you, I mean, if their Packers play in Germany in October, man, we're all booking flights for Oktoberfest, right? <laughs> Dude, absolutely. That's just happening. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those like I. I I think we talked about this last week. We, we definitely talked about it recently about the the probability of of doing that. Of of if it's overseas, man, that gives me a chance. I'd love to go to London, you know, um, Munich, Berlin. I'd love to go to all of those places. I probably will not go to those places to go watch a, a game. <laughs> but I like I like that the options on the table. It is one of those. I mean, it's been you know they, they've been up in the overseas stuff a little bit, and the Packers stuff and Benson. So I know that's been a big talking point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's cool, especially with and what you get now is. You've got a 17th game, so you've got one more that you can kind of play with a little bit. Uh, so I kind of I like that idea. I think that'd be, uh, yeah, <laughs> man, the dream of going over there for Oktoberfest and a Packers game. That's a nice dream, Steve. It's a very nice I dream. I know, right? Very cool. Sarah, what do you think? It's about damn time. <laughs> I mean, we have been waiting for this. Everybody has been waiting for this. Every single year, everybody tweets, when, when is it the Packers' turn? When are the Packers going to play overseas? And now it's finally happening. I'm, I know, it's a few years from now, whatever, but I'm pumped. I Hopefully I'll be there. That would be awesome. One thing I do think that the uh, whole concept of playing a game overseas and losing a, a home game kind of makes me always laugh is the – I don't know, how, maybe not the best way to describe it, but how Packers fans are so, like, they, they stick their nose up in the air, like, we're too good to, how dare you say that we lose a home game? How dare the NFL say that the Packers should lose a home game? That is, that's just preposterous. How would, how dare you say, like, like every other, every other team in the NFL, it doesn't matter if they lose a home game, but if the Packers lose a home game, oh my God, just think of the children. What would happen to the children? So that always makes me laugh, but uh, I think it's awesome. I think it'll be really fun if given the opportunity and, I mean, like Dusty said, probably not something I would ever <laughs> do, but if if it all lined up, it would be that would be a really, really cool experience to see a, a Packers game um, in in, uh, in the foreign land. So um, next up, we got, some, we got some Packers news, guys. We have Tyler Lancaster re-signing with the Packers. So it's legitimately bringing almost everybody back from the Packers. Um, Dusty, what did you think of the re-sign? I mean, it doesn't move the needle too much, but also that defensive line was looking real, real rough, man. Like, there's very few bodies. I think, I think they were, you know, obviously they're going to fill it out somehow. I think they had three bodies on the line or something. And Lancaster, I mean... Ups and downs. Like he's a, he's a big body in the middle. He'll have some good games. He'll have some stinker games. I think overall he's be roughly average if you could, especially if you can limit his snaps a little bit in there. Like he's a Tyler Lancaster, perfectly fine piece. Like he's not going to be a stud. He's not going to be a star. Perfectly fine piece on the line that will help that defense uh, for what they gave him. And I I like that. Like that's it's fine. Again, doesn't move the needle. It's not a big splash move. But the Packers are kind of not making splash moves right now. Uh, but yeah, I'd, overall I. I was like, oh, cool. Okay, that makes sense. And then I went about my day. So it didn't move the needle too much, but it's a a good move. I like having it back. You literally took the words out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say. Like, I saw it. Scroll. Again, another week where I'm like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. Moving on. Like, it wasn't earth shattering, but obviously absorbed that news, took it in. I think it's, you know, 
not a bad thing for the Packers, but it, it isn't anything that's like, oh my gosh, it's not like they're keeping Aaron Jones. You know, it's not that level of hype, but there's still some excitement to it. Yeah, I gave it a solid meh. Meh, don't care. Uh, it's fine. He's not going to be. He shouldn't be playing a, a large factor in the Packers defense anyway. Um, I mean, guessing he's going to do a vet minimum, and then uh, you know, with a rookie coming in on the defensive line, Kingsley Kiki. Uh, doing some stuff like I would imagine there's not going to be a huge role for Tyler Lancaster. So not that big a deal. Now to the fun part, guys. Mark Murphy came to talk about the 17-game schedule. And guess what? People asked other questions about the Packers. No. And, uh, no. I know, I know. I never would have saw it coming, but uh, those sneaky, sneaky Packers reporters, <laughs> Jason Wildey, uh, <laughs> caused a little bit of trouble. Caused a little bit of trouble. And Packers uh, Twitter, as you know it can, exploded. So, Sarah, why don't you um, talk a little bit about uh, some of the things Murphy said and you know, or didn't say about Aaron Rodgers and his contract, and what your uh, your takeaway from that is. Everybody just needs to take a deep breath. Like, if you're listening right now, I just want everyone to deep breath in, deep breath out. It's going to be okay. It's going <laughs> to be okay. So, for anyone that missed this, Jason Wilde asked um, Mark Murphy, he referenced the summer of 2018 and Favre and Rodgers and whether he's concerned about tension between the organization and Rodgers given um, the current contract situation. And he, Mark Murphy responded, I'm not going to get into any individual player or any issues along those lines. So, of course, Packers Twitter it just erupted. This was like at around 7 o'clock Eastern time, so everybody just ate dinner, and now everyone's like, oh my gosh, I have to freak out the rest of the night. But everyone is very upset about this, um, and I, Aaron Nagler posted an amazing video that's just a reminder that there are still three years left on Aaron Rodgers' current deal. So this is not something that is just going to immediately go away. Obviously, you know, the Packers are pushing this off a bit, but they've stated before that their future or their foreseeable future is with Rodgers. So just because the contract isn't changing right now, I don't think like that means that they're just like, yep. Rodgers is old, he's done, and we're going to bring in Jordan Love. Like, it's still going to be Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know that there's tension, but they're also not going to flat out say, like, oh, yeah, we're working with Aaron Rodgers, because then everything would be crazy. There would be even more headlines. It's just madness. There, it, In my opinion, Mark Murphy couldn't win, regardless of what he answered. Unless he said, oh, yes, we're extending his contract or restructuring it, which they're obviously not going to say then I just feel like there was going to be a bad reaction in general. So I don't know. I'm not really necessarily concerned about it right now. I, th- I think it, if something's going to happen, it'll happen soon. Um, but I don't think people need to read into this too much. I mean, sure, they're not going to flat out say anything in a press conference that is not even supposed to be talking <laughs> about. So uh, it was just weird. But I didn't really. as soon as I saw that this was asked, I knew this was going to kind of be the reaction. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything Sarah said. I mean, the, the uh, we were talking about this beforehand. Like, yeah, anything Murphy said, it gets twisted. It doesn't matter what the answer was. It's 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 one way or another. It's bad. They're not going to say anything. Nothing's changed since the last time they talked. Which I mean, they've already kind of talked about this. There is three years left on the deal. The 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 whole I don't know, man. The whole Rogers extension 
thing. Well, they they you know if they just extend them, there's money there. Well, the complaint then is okay. You're pushing out further cap money, and then you're killing yourselves further down the line, and you're committing to him where they don't want to commit to him. Well, it's less about like the full term commitment to him that you'd get with that extension. And more, <laughs> more just like you want to keep that flexibility open in case things actually do go south a little bit. In case Rodgers, I mean, he had an MVP season. Listen, he's one of these, the best quarterback I've ever seen. MVP season. But if he starts dropping off in two years, a year or two, we'll say next year, two years from now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You've extended him now. You can't do anything with that contract. So, I mean, it seems like it's – I've always viewed it, and his comments, Murphy's comments, make me – I they do not change the way I view it. It's a ripcord to pull if they feel like they need to pull it. If it's a splash move, they feel like they can get, that they want to go for either this year or next year, it's a ripcord they could pull. They're just not prepared to do it because they want that flexibility. Nothing Murphy said today changed my mind. You can twist his words any single way you want. You can say, well – he, he he could have just said things are going fine. I mean, it, you, you, that wouldn't have said anything either. Like it doesn't matter what he said; it's getting twisted. So it's uh, I don't know. It, it's the off season. The draft isn't here yet. We're looking to overreact to, to anything, something, anything. And Mark Murphy giving a comment, any kind of comment on that situation. Yeah, I get it. But it's ultimately like no, none of this. There's a lot of things about the Packers I care about. This is not one of them at all. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Definitely the uh, the non-comment that's, that everybody's reading between the lines is always really fun. So everybody has their own special take on what the non-comment actually meant. 
Uh, Dusty, I really did enjoy before the show even started how you had you had said that. So let's say they came out and said that Rodgers was was their guy. Rodgers is our guy for the foreseeable future, like he said earlier this year. <laughs> yeah, and it was just January when he said that, and uh, he comes out and says that again, doubles down. Rodgers is our guy. Well, then you're going to have people on Packers Twitter like, oh, my God, what is he doing? He's tanking Jordan Love's trade value. Why would he do that? Why wouldn't he just not make a comment? So no matter what he would have said, there would have been people freaking out about it. So, again, the thing that I will state that I have stated since Jordan Love has been drafted, and you need to remember this, the Packers are not going to move on to Jordan Love if he is not freaking awesome. If he's not really good, and they're like, no, this like this is the dude we can move move on to the next quarterback with. That is when the Packers can do this. But right now, man, we have no legit idea what Jordan Love is. Uh, we haven't seen him in a preseason game. We haven't seen him in an NFL game. We haven't seen him in Green Bay Packers uniform. We, we haven't see seen him on the side. He threw a ball in the net from ten yards away. He did. Steve. He threw a he ball in the net. So. And it looked way better from the preseason to the end of the year. So, yeah. I mean. Ten months later, it looked way better. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Trade Rodgers, man. Trade him right away. Just whatever you can get for him like that. And then sign that net as a starting wide receiver. <laughs> and you're good to go. As It's just exactly what the Packers need to do. Um, something fun I, that I thought we could do since we won't be on until um, probably like draft night. Um I normally do, as long as we're doing the virtual thing again for Cheesehead TV, Pack-A-Day, we normally do something. So let's talk first round, guys. I want to get your uh, your gut reaction, whether it's who the Packers are going to draft with that first round draft pick or the position that they will take. But uh, go out on a limb like a week, a month and a, a month and a half before the draft as to who the Green Bay Packers will take at 29, or will they trade up? Will they trade back? Anything and anything is open to you. So, uh, Sarah, let's start with you because you have a skeptical look in your eye. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't know. I think there are a few things that they could do. Like, I'll say they won't draft a wide receiver, and then they'll just shock everyone and draft a wide receiver. Like, last year when they were... In the first three rounds. They're yeah. like, we don't need a quarterback. And then they're like, Jordan Love. Um, so, I, I feel like the Packers are going to draft pretty heavily on the defensive side this year. And I think they should, because that's where some work is needed. So, I, I think maybe we'll see a corner or someone in the first round. That's that's kind of what my gut is telling me. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade back either, if somebody's falling. So I'm not sure. I'm going to go with that. I'm a corner. Again, I'm not, like, super tied into the draft and everything there, but my gut tells me that it's going to be a defensive-heavy draft for Green Bay this year. Steve, I think it was you. you I think you had posted something, and uh, a Pitts fell the Packers at twenty nine. So, uh, yeah, I did a uh, I did a simulator, and it includes draft, includes trades, and it was like Pro Football Network or something. Pretty good, like decent one. And yeah. every once in a while, you're like, oh, they're just gonna have somebody fall. And so it started, and it was Kyle Pitts, and he's the third overall ranked player on their board. And he just he was at like fifteen, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna try to trade for Kyle Pitts at fifteen. And I couldn't do it between like fifteen and twenty five, and finally like I gave up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like nobody's taking them anyway. And then he just fell to the Packers at twenty nine. I was like, 
Well, he can't not take him. I have to take <laughs> yeah. him. I mean, I know he's not going to fall, but what if he did? That's the ideal situation. Listen, if Kyle Pitts is there, you take Kyle Pitts. I yeah. yeah. What if there's that Laramie Tunsil like bong situation? You yeah, never know. You have no happen. idea. No idea what's going to happen. Rogers was not going to fall to twenty four, and we all know how that turned out. Uh, anyway, my 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 gut feeling. I mean, same as same as Sarah. Honestly, I think cornerback. I think. I mean, the more I see, I don't think it's going to happen because I'm so sure they're going to do it, and this never works out. Greg Newsom to me seems like the guy. Uh, just everything you're seeing about him, kind of where 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 he went to college. You know, if nothing else. But then I think some of his pro day stuff started, he started shooting up quite a bit. But he seems just a perfect fit on the other side of Jaya, though. So I, I'm I'm all in on Greg Newsom, which means it will not happen. But that's uh, right now, that's kind of where I'm where I'm falling. Yeah, I can't. Uh, there's there's been a couple things I've been seeing where the, there's a the inside linebacker from Notre Dame that uh, he's got like three names to him. And I. I just can't let myself be committed to that because it would be it would be too awesome just the sideline the sideline linebacker that that you need in today's NFL to pair with a couple of you know the the second year uh, guys that would I think that would be really awesome. Um, otherwise, like I think it's going to be like you guys said, cornerback or offensive tackle. So if I'm going to bet, I'm going to say there'll be an offensive tackle or two that will slide, and I'm going to say maybe Tevin Jenkins would be if I'm remembering that name correctly, but um, he's one of the guys that I know that uh, the people have been talking about. So, or I just made myself really look stupid because I can't remember that guy's name. But um, <laughs> one of the two, which I'm sure somebody will gladly point out to me on Twitter. So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of one of the things we want to talk about. The other thing is we are going to have a five week hiatus from the Pack a Day podcast. So, what are your plans to do? Like, what are you going to do with this, you know, extra hour and a half to two hours in your life every week now, Sarah? Well, as I've mentioned before, on Tuesdays I have orchestra rehearsal, and then I literally come home, like, eat a snack as fast as I can, and then I hop on here and we record the episode. So it'll be nice for a few weeks to uh, just be able to come home, relax, binge some Netflix for a little bit before I go to bed. So That'll be nice. So I'm looking forward to that. And just, uh, yeah, really, the only thing I'll be doing is probably watching more TV, which is really <laughs> sad. But sometimes that's much needed just to relax after a long day of work. Um, my, I've been actually reading a lot more. I know I've talked about this before, so I might read a few books. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the three of us talk almost every day, whether it's like we're sending each other. DMs and our group chat or just funny memes or Marvel stuff or whatever. So I'm sure we might we might have something that we, we do um, when we're off and just for fun. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, probably about the same for me. Um, you know, get caught up on some movies, uh, do some reading. I've been trying to go back a little more into kind of football history stuff. And so, you know, kind of do some of that. Caught up on video games. I bought... Um, I bought the the Avengers game for PS4 uh, like mm-hmm. last summer when it was on sale for like I think like twelve bucks I found it and I have not even opened it yet and I've been dying <laughs> to start it so I think uh, I think I might try to try to go through that um, so I think that's that's basically little little reading little writing I'm doing you know the series over on Cheesehead on some Packers plays so maybe use some of that time to do that and but mainly just video games are just staring at a wall. Uh, should be nice. To get a, I mean, I, I will miss you guys. But, uh, yeah, and then I'll be listening as well, trying to dig into the draft when some of the stuff comes out and just formulate my own opinions and not tell anybody about them because I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm uh, I'm gonna do a little homework too. I've I've figured out that my wife actually has Photoshop on one of her on her non-work computer, and uh, I've been watching a couple of YouTube videos on uh, the best way to do uniform swaps. Oh, there and you go. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm not committing to anything for sure because it may way, be way past my prime to do learning Photoshop and how to adjust them and stuff. But the guy made it like I watched some YouTube videos. They made it seem like uh, if you download a couple of different things that it, it's not too difficult. So I might try my hand at having a little fun because um, I, I I love the concept of making uh, uniform changes for the Packers and presenting them and then getting just completely trashed on Twitter for it. But uh, right now my whole concept would be Microsoft Paint, as we've discussed. So I'd like to step that up at least a little bit to present some of the ideas that I have. So we'll see. We'll see how how that goes. But uh, just kind of a little project I'm going to try my hand at for a couple of weeks and see what happens. So uh, stay tuned for that. Let's do some fan questions from everybody. We got some great stuff from Twitter. We have a lot of Packers questions and a whole bunch of food questions uh, this time. So obviously you guys know us. First off, we've got Brian. Uh, he wanted to know about our draft crush, but we kind of talk about those quite a bit. So um, who was your past draft pick, Packers or not, that you were adamant would be amazing and you were right? And then your favorite Sunday toppings. So, Dusty, let's start with you. Yeah, my my uh, pick, both of them are Packers. I've got, I've got two because one I almost feel like I'm cheating on. I've talked about it a ton is Randall Cobb. I mean, I, again, I live in Kentucky. I graduated from UK. So I watched him his entire UK career. And just at the time where the Packers were, I was like, oh, this he'd be a perfect fit there and he'd be amazing. And just absolutely was. Like he went, you know, into the second round in 2011 and was just absolutely incredible. So Cobb was a big one, but that was kind of cheating because he's a UK guy that's going to be highly drafted. So I was going to be excited about him. And he just happened to shake. So my other one would be Javon Walker. Uh, I saw Javon Walker in college. Like just what could have been with that guy's career if he hadn't gotten injured and then, you know, some of the other stuff that happened. But his, when he started coming on, when he started hitting, he had a couple years that were just insane. Like he looked primed to be one of the best receivers in football, you know, for, for a five to seven year stretch there, everything hit. Uh, so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because his career was so short. I think once you got a glimpse of what he was doing for those couple of years, I, I felt good about that, but that was one where you point to him and go, yeah, he's, he's going to be very, very good. So those are my, those are my two. Oh, and, uh, you know, favorite Sunday toppings, you know, I, maybe this is really kind of simple. I love, um, my uncle used to do uh, like homemade ice cream and just do peanuts on top. You know, very simple, but you get that that salty and sweet mixture along with the the crunchiness of the peanuts. I can go a thousand different directions with it, but right now I'm just just kind of kind of feeling that it feels it feels it'd be too easy to say like Oreos or something. So let's go. Uh, I'll go peanuts, like cocktail peanuts. My past draft pick was not a Packers player, unfortunately, um, but and that was Dalvin Cook. So early on when I was in college. Um, a couple of my good friends went to FSU, so I'd go visit them. We'd go to football games, and like I would, obviously, I'd see him every weekend on TV. But like seeing him in person and just playing. And one of the years that I went was like a crazy FSU Clemson game, and he had like three touchdowns, and like two of them were like sixty yards. Like it was just crazy. And I just remember thinking he's going to be so good, and then the Vikings drafted him. And I was like, of course, of course that happened. But obviously, I mean, that prediction, it wasn't anything 
that was it wasn't a hot take everybody knew that that was going to be someone really special but yeah it was like after especially seeing him in person a couple times I was like whoa like that's that's someone that's really special and then favorite Sunday topping guy Oreos come on that's like <laughs> at any time I get ice like soft serve ice cream from Dairy Queen or if I'm like at Cold Stone or something like that where they mix it in it's always Oreos always 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 and it's been like that since I was a little itty bitty kid so not not off brand for me <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, definitely. I mean, that's that's a go-to. I think for all three of us, definitely would be a, a go-to for it. As far as a past draft pick that I called, that would be amazing. I mean, none other than Justin Harrell. I knew from mm-hmm. the get-go that that was just going to be a home run pick for the Packers, and uh, clearly, clearly that was that was correct. Um, my favorite Sunday topping, I would have to say. If I'm not doing Oreo, a lot of the times I can just do a traditional just like Hershey chocolate sauce. And I think that, you know, if you're just looking plain and simple, that can be a really good one. Otherwise, I do like it a little bit more crunched up than normal. But uh, a Heath bar with vanilla ice cream, I think that can be really good, that toffee flavoring. So uh, those are just two of the ones I like. And I've I've discussed nerds before in the past where the rainbow nerds on top of it, it's uh, it's pretty delightful. Next up... um, Football question. Are you upset or happy that there are 17 games next year and that the Packers have to play Kansas City as a result? And for a food question, your favorite and least favorite fast food chain? Dusty, let's start with you. Man, I, I'm hyped about it. I mean, we talked about the 17-game seasons. So we already kind of covered that. But, I mean, KC versus Green Bay, yeah. I mean, sign me up. That's Not only is that Mahomes-Rogers, which everyone was kind of hoping was going to be Super Bowl this year, clearly was not. And then, you know, a couple years ago, Mahomes was injured, so we missed that. You get LaFleur, you know, this up-and-coming guy. He's, he's getting better at play calling. He's doing all this stuff. And then Andy Reid, the old head that kind of came up in Green Bay system, an old West Coast guy that is just tailoring all of his stuff to kind of more – college air raid stuff now like one of the more inventive play callers and play designers you'll find like i that's a just a tremendous matchup i think that's going to be a ton of fun like i i know i've seen some people talk about uh what stinks they're gonna have to play kansas city it's gonna it should be a fun football game I, it they're a hard team that's fine i'm fine if they play good teams that's i'm they've got six gimmies in the division every year at this point so yeah yeah give me kansas city because i think that's going to be a fun game so i'm all the way in on that sucker all the way in on that um, favorite man, I have a I have a hard time thinking of least favorite. My favorite would be Five Guys. I love Five Guys, and I've not been there very much through the whole COVID thing. I just like just I just love that burger and the bacon so crispy. It's it's tremendous. Um, least favorite, I don't know. Like I'll eat garbage, man. I'll just just whatever garbage. Like I've certainly had like bad experiences at just places. Just be the raccoon, evil. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much true. Uh, that's how my grandfather is. So I come by it honestly. Uh, like, I, I've had really bad, like, I think most consistently bad has been, like, Arby's, as far as, like, just bad experiences, like, bad sandwiches and all that stuff. But, like, I will still go there because I eat garbage because I am a garbage person, and their fries are legitimately good. It's so, like, I don't know that I have least favorite. Do Silver's? I mean, I haven't been there in a while, so, yeah, maybe. I always don't. wonder, like, how, I, I'm like, who's eating there? Every time I pass one, the parking lot is empty. Like, who's keeping them? My, my wife loves that place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I used to go to. She's single-handedly keeping them all in business. I used to go in for their like them and Captain D's. I can't. I don't know if Captain. I think it's national. I don't know. Uh, I used to go in for their fish sandwiches, but yeah, I haven't been since high school because like it smells. It smells awful. Like just driving by those places like has a scent. I just can't bring myself to go in there. I still love that at Long John Silver's too. They charge you for the extra crunchy parts that like fall off the, the bottom, and they're like, "You want the extra crispy crispy parts? Yeah, that'll be fifty cents." Like I'm sorry, that's just the crap that fell off the fish. Yeah, but delicious. We had a guy that lived with us for a little bit in high school for like a summer, and that was a summer job. And he would just bring those suckers home by the barrel. Living the high life, Steve. I gained 50 pounds that summer. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, yeah, as far as Kansas City game, I'm really excited about that. I mean, if there's going to be an extra game for the Packers this season, like, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, let's do it. Like, I'm totally hyped for that, totally game for that. It's not like we're like, ugh, they're playing, no, I don't know, who's the bad team? The Jaguars or something like that. Like it's, it's not like it's a boring matchup, but I guess next year Jaguars might be better than they were, but whatever, you know what I mean. Um, so the I Jets. Think it's, sure the Jets. Jets. Yeah, yeah, another great team, Thank yeah. You. Thank you. Of course, it was like as soon as I was like, "What's about NFL?" Team? And I was just like, "Here's every good team in the NFL." Like, it was like Bucks, Chiefs, like everyone. But anyway, so I'm I'm excited. I think you know if there is a bonus game, if you want to call it that, let it be a really great game with great players. So excited for that. Food question: My favorite fast food. It's got to be like a tie between Shake Shack and Chick Fil A. Like I just feel like they're both so consistently good. And then least favorite, obviously, Chipotle. We've talked about this and my bad experience <laughs> and how I won't go back. And, yes, that, I'm just going to leave it at that. Chipotle, bad, at the bottom of my list. The very, very bottom. Very bottom of the list. Noted. Um, yeah, you guys pretty much touched on everything. Like, I want to see good football games, and that's that's going to be an amazing football game. Um, so yeah, 17 games, it's a bonus getting hopefully Rogers Mahomes. That's going to be awesome. And probably like a Sunday night football game, Monday night football game, whatever. That's going to be prime time. That's going to be the afternoon game of the week. That's going to be whatever it is. And it's going to be awesome. So I don't see a downside to it at all. Favorite fast food. I would say like Sarah Shake Shack. Anytime I can get that. I'm just, I'm happy there's one in Milwaukee now. So that's really nice, but it still kind of blows my mind that I go get a burger, fries and a shake and it's $20. But, um, but still outside, like the double smoke shack is my go-to burger. And man, that's, uh, that thing's outstanding. As far as like horrible ones, I mean, there's a whole bunch of horrible places for, for fast food. I went to Jersey Mike's one time and, Felt that the sub was very, very plain and didn't taste really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And I had a meatball sub, and I thought it'd be like very flavorful. Very no, was not a fan of of them at all. But I mean, I like it's not like it. It looks like clean. It looks nice. It just yeah. The one time I was there, just I didn't have a good good sub there. So I you know, otherwise I think probably Burger King is probably you know lower on my my food fast food totem pole. So. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. 
And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. Next up, we've got Colin. If you're being honest with yourself, do you see the Packers regressing this season? They had players with career years at some of the most valuable positions. A-Rod, Jair, Adams, Bakhtiari were doing well when healthy. Seems uh, under, uh, unsustainable, maybe. And for the food question, your favorite grill food doesn't have to be meat. Sarah, we'll go start with you. Uh, are the Packers going to regress this season? Yeah, I think this is a good question. I mean, they might not be as great as they were last year, but I don't think they're going to be, like, way worse in any way. Obviously, like, Adams and Rodgers had these crazy record-setting years, and it's hard to do that and put up those numbers every single year. But I still think that, you know, the Packers have kept such a core group of this team that produced so many of the results um, that we saw last season. So, yeah, I think, you know, they might regress. I don't know if regress is the right word. They might not. They'll be right there. They're still going to be a very good football team. Um, they just might not have, you know, all of those fancy stats um, and records broken every single week. On, every single week, not week. I don't know what I'm saying on <laughs> um, on the stat sheet. So, um, yeah, I think you know, some of it is hard to obtain at that level every year, but they'll be right there. They're still going to be a very talented bunch. Um, as far as my favorite grill food, honestly, anything. I love. Like all that chicken, steak, Italian sausage, any any of that, I'm down for it. So I don't really, I don't really have one that's like sticking out at the moment. I'm, I'm down for all of it. Yeah, I'm I, the regression thing. That's a question I've kind of had in mind. We we, we kind of talked last year about the year one to year two jump. The whole I think bringing everyone back. Part of me is like, okay, you're you're bringing everyone back, and you it's it's a little simplistic but bring everyone back on a team that didn't win at all last year and you're like it seems like you're you're kind of straining you're at the, you're you're busting at the seams with the money with what you can spend now and you're bringing that entire group back like that feels a little weird to me but like I don't think and I've said this before I don't think that the jump from year 2 to year 3 is not going to be as big of a jump from year 1 to year 2 clearly but you now have all these guys that have been in the system I mean Rodgers like he's probably not going to win MVP. He's not putting up those same numbers. Roger's still going to have a very good year next year because it it's is—it's—it's a relatively simplistic system, more or less, built on a lot of the same concepts out of different looks, which is good. Now you've got guys that have been in that a little longer. So you've got now MVS, who I think you know who you know who he is. Like I don't think maybe he gets a little better, probably not too much better, but you know who he is and you know how he fits in this offense. You've got Adams, who's going to be a number one. You're bringing back Jones. Like I think all these – all these pieces that have been in there in this offense, and I believe with the way defenses are shifting, it's something I'm, I'm trying to work up 
a way to write about this. But the way the defense is shifting, I think having an offense like this this offense now, the Shanahan, McVay, LaFleur offense that you've got, that that the emphasis is on being multiple with being able to run or pass out of any look and you give that threat, like more of the emphasis on that. I do think this is the way offenses are moving, that they're going to have to do to combat kind of how defenses are looking at them. So I think they're built they're built to win now and they're built to win in the future with just the system in and of itself. So like Sarah said, I don't know if regress is the right word. I do think the numbers will be down a little bit, but I also fully expect them to see that it's a playoff team that is going to be in contention for Super Bowl this year. So I think, I think regression (laughs) just based on age stuff and the way contracts are falling that comes into play maybe in the next couple of years. I do think it's less of an eye popping season, but I still think they, they put up points. I still think they do numbers, and I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFL at the end of the year. So if it's any regression, I don't think it's much. I think they're I think they're a tad bit better, just a tad more consistent than they were this past year is my kind of my gut feeling when I really take a step back and look at it. Favorite grill food? He said it doesn't have to be meat, but it's meat, and I don't even particularly care. <laughs> just, just meat? Meat, man. Just give me some kind of meat to throw on there. I mean, so now you're, now you're Ron Swanson? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just thinking about a lot of different roles tonight. Raccoon, Ron Swanson, <laughs> same thing. We talked about Arby's before, and their like slogan is like, "We just have meat." meat. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a give me a ribeye or something, you know, like a good ribeye on the grill. It's hard to beat that, but also just you know, just a hamburger, just any kind of meat. Just throw any kind of meat on there. Yeah, anything on the grill is good. Correct. And as far as regression, I really don't see much regression. I mean, Jair, I feel like he's going to keep growing into that role of the shutdown. Guy, A-Rod, Adams, I mean, I feel they'll maintain. Um, Bakhtiari will get back to normal when he's healthy. And then you've got to you got to look at some of the jumps that we'll be taking for, you know, the inside linebacker group. Um, you've got Rashawn Gary taking another leap, getting hopefully more playing time. You've got... Um, you know, Devon or not Devon, uh, Darnell Savage in the in the safety position taking a leap. You've got Deguara coming back. You've got AJ Dillon who is going to be an upgrade over Jamal Williams. Um, you've got probably a rookie wide receiver and hopefully a couple of impact rookies that will be able to do a couple of things to start where they're not going to take that project quarterback, that project running back right away in the first couple of rounds. And uh, yeah, the Jaguara Sternberger. I mean, those guys taking a, taking a leap and being able to do some things like, no, I, th- I think that they absolutely have the ability to become like Dusty said, more um, consistent. And, you know, there were those lulls and things like that in year two where I think they'll be able to, to consistently do well. And if you look at it where the Packers played their worst game of the year in the NFC championship game, and they still almost won. So I think there's, that's probably one of the reasons they were, they looked at it and they said, if we run this back, if we get some progression from a couple of people, then I think we can be in a really good spot and maybe grab an impact rookie or two, then we're, we're going to be gold. So that's kind of where I think the Packers were looking at it. Um, as far as favorite grill foods, man, like you guys said, it, anything and everything, but I do, I'm looking forward to the days of getting like a dozen ears of corn. Soaking them in water, throwing them on the grill, getting a whole watermelon and having like that be our dinner for the night. Just watermelon, <laughs> ears of corn, you know, some snacks while we're outside. We just got a 12-foot trampoline for the kids from oh, Christmas nice. delivered today. So I'm putting that together this week and, you know, um, doing all that kind of stuff. Like the slip and slide, like it's just summer fun outside with the grill and all that good food. So, um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. And as Dusty said, meat. Just meat. All the mm-hmm. meat is good. Um, <clears throat> all right, next up we've got, um, 
This is from Matthew. He wants to know, he just had a hand surgery yesterday and second COVID vaccination today. Any major injuries or surgeries for you? And what is your favorite recovery food, snack, or meal? So, Sarah, uh, we know you had, what, is ACL, right? Yeah, so I had ACL reconstructive surgery when I was 16. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so that's definitely the biggest surgery I've ever had. I mean, it was like a four-and-a-half-hour operation. Um, there was a chance that I also tore my meniscus, and they didn't know that until they, like, went in and did the surgery. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was a whole thing. Um, so that was a major surgery that I had, obviously, then the recovery time. It was, like, three months of really nothing at all. Like, it was three months of kind of stretching things out, lunging, obviously walking again, relearning how to walk and everything like that. And then after three months, it's I moved to sports-specific therapy. So then it was like, okay, I was training to come back to my specific sport and, you know, the type of exercise that I was participating in. So I was playing soccer. So it was a lot of cutting and stop and go. So I trained specifically to come back there. Um, my full recovery was like, so I tore it in November and I didn't play in a full game until the September of the next year. So it was like, oh, it was like 10 months, long time. Um, but I did extend my recovery. It kind of worked out that like the season, it, it doesn't happen. Like it's usually fall through the spring and then summer is off. And I got cleared during the summer. So I had some extra time to rehab, which was good. But yeah, it was definitely tough. And I had to relearn how to do a lot of different things. But knock on wood, I don't really have a lot of issues today with it. You know, I fully recovered. I came back and I played like a year and a half after that. So um, definitely an interesting um, time period of my life. Um, what's my favorite recovery food? That's a really good one. And it's really bad, but it's just like munchies. The, the like, I don't know. Oh, is that, that's that bag of, like, it's, like, got Doritos like and pretzels and, like, Doritos, uh, Doritos, Sun Chips. Um, well, I think there's even, like, popcorn in. I haven't had them in a while because they're horrible for you. So I try not to buy them. But I remember that was something that I ate a lot. Um, and then I went through this whole thing where I was, like, oh, I can't exercise. So I'm just, like, I can't run any of this food off. So now I have to eat, like, healthy all the time. But, yeah, I would say, like, that was like my go-to guilty pleasure snack and then just ice cream all the time. So any ice cream, it doesn't matter. I never had any major injuries. I had a, like the biggest I really had was uh, I was pitching in slow pitch softball and I got a, I took a comebacker off my hand, off my pitching hand and the sucker just ballooned up. Just absolutely terrible. No, nothing broken. Thankfully. It's just, I could not use my hand for, <laughs> for quite a long time. Uh, I, I don't know favorite, so I don't really have a favorite recovery snack. I don't know cookies. I have just 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 a big old bucket full of cookies, probably. I guess. Yeah, I've got. Um, I had my appendix removed or all the pieces they could find after it burst when I was in the fourth grade. Oh. So yeah, that was a fun one. But a cool fact is I didn't actually get stitches. They used like the surgical tape to hold it all together, um, and it, yeah, legit healed like that with no stitches. Um, I cracked my head open when I was five, 
when that one was fun because my brothers decided that uh, I needed to be the test dummy to slide down the stairs in a sleeping bag. Someone had to and, do it, yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, obviously somebody had to do it, so I was the one to do it. And um, the corner of our banister is a square thing oh, and sent the right-hand corner of my head into the corner. And apparently I was doing okay until my middle brother, Kevin, who sometimes does listen to this podcast, so I'm sure I'll hear about it if he uh, if he does listen to this one, but uh, decided to, like, grab my head and kind of say that he could open it up and say he could look at, he could see my brain. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he couldn't actually see my brain, but he thought it was really funny. And that's when I screamed for my mom. So, uh, fun fact on that one, did not have stitches for that either. They tied my hair together, so... Two, you know, operation <laughs> surgeries. Did so your mom do that? Lot, There's right? no way they did that in the hospital. No, no, just tie this kid's hair together. It'll be fine. There's no way that's true. I think it was in the hospital. Now I don't know. Now I'm questioning things. It's your brother now, Kevin did it. He just tied it <laughs> He probably never even told my mom about it. Uh, so I did that, and then, you know, I've had the uh, no more children's surgery, so that was fun. Mm. Um, but go to recovery food, I would say chicken wings, man. Like I always love, you know, sit, sit there. You can indulge yourself. And I know it sounds horrible, but I've always loved the, uh, Buffalo wild wings, Chipotle barbecue dry rub. Those are like my go-to normally. I don't think Buffalo wings or Buffalo wild wings is super good, but man, once I found those, I, that's, yeah, that's my jam. I'll go back to that every time. Matt Pickett, our former co-host, wants to know, if you could draft one person to join your podcast, who would it be? Note, living, dead, fictional, or real-life people are all fair game. And for food, what are your top three Easter dinner components? If you don't celebrate Easter, sub in for any other spring holiday. Sarah, who would be an awesome uh, person to join the podcast? So I think just right now, I would say... I mean, this would, I feel like if you asked me at a different time of the year, it would change. But right now, I'm going to say like Brian Gudikins because I would just want to be like, tell us everything. Tell us everything. <laughs> no, share all of your information with us. And then hopefully, you know, he would, he would tell us. Of course, he doesn't answer anyone else's questions, but maybe he would say, hey, I'm going to be a guest on this podcast. I'll tell Dusty, Steve, and Sarah um, what, what's going through my mind. And then we would get all the Packer secrets. So, Right now, I'm going to say him just because it's draft season, so I want to know what's happening, want to know what his thoughts are for the Packers' future. Then everyone would be okay because they would know that Aaron Rodgers is still going to be the quarterback for a long time and all that good stuff. Um, so I would, I would go with him right now just because I'd want him to join our podcast. Um, as far as food, what are my top three Easter dinner components? Ooh, um... Hmm. I mean, I I kind of eat something different for Easter every year. Like some years we have a chicken. Sometimes we literally just have like pasta. Like it, it's different every year. I mean, I I always like a nice turkey. Like that's never a bad thing either. So I could go with that. Um, as far as a dessert, um, I, I talked about this before. It's like the sugar cookies that have kind of like the pastel colored frosting on them that are Easter. Mm-hmm. That's a good dessert. Dope. And then I'm trying to think like if there's an appetizer or something, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I'll just throw out mac and cheese because that can never be a bad thing. I can have that every single holiday, every single day, honestly. So I'll go with that. Let's go. I'll go uh, ham and then the ham 
<laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, rabbit stew, I guess. Oof. That's it's dark. Easter, Steve. Yeah, I got it. You no, get I it? Get it. Okay. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Surprised you're not watching some kind of movie right now about how to murder rabbits. I couldn't find one. <laughs> uh, who would you? Who would be your uh, addition to the podcast? Uh, you know, I would go, and I think it's just I'm reading reading a book by him right now. But it's the the late great Paul Zimmerman, known as Doctor Z, over at Sports Illustrated. Uh, just the way he uh, he's got he's got a book uh, called The Thinking Man's Guide to Pro Football. That I can't remember when it came out, uh, 70s, I think early early to mid 80s, I think actually, uh, and just the way he talks about the game, just the, the his knowledge of it is very deep, is very conversational tone, and just like a very kind of stream of consciousness, almost almost a Gonzo type type uh, type takes on it. Sometimes I really really like so just being able to kind of not he's not Packers specific at all, but just having being able to talk football with him at all, I think would be, would be incredible. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go the late, great Dr. Z. Uh, I think I would invite Harry Styles on the episode <laughs> just so I could ask him if he's a Jonas brother and, uh, watch and, Sarah, apologize. and then watch Sarah's face. Just like, just freak out. Um, cause clearly I don't know the difference, but I think that'd be pretty fun. Uh, obviously he's a Packers fan from what we are told. So that'd be pretty cool. And then as far as, Dinner components for Easter, ham, cheese, potatoes every year. Uh, those are made, and that, those always go great with just like a, a dinner roll. Like whichever, you, if you're doing biscuits, if you're doing crescent rolls, whatever, like that combo together is always just, it, it always hits really well. So do that. Okay, next up, Eric Thiel. What Packers-related news are you hoping will and will not break over the next five weeks? Eric, we love you. Don't care, man. We you've got the Pack a Day podcast that'll be on point for the draft for Packers news, man. Just let us take a break. Let us take a break. I, I bet. No, it, uh, honestly, like you guys are completely covered with the Pack a Day team. Any Packers news that comes around is awesome. Any Packers news that doesn't come around, no big deal. So, um, all right, then we've got. Cole Pope wants to know, the 1966 Packers go to Lambeau Field in January to take on the 1996 Packers. Winner goes to the Super Bowl. Who wins and what's the score? Sarah, we'll start with you. Because Dusty, I know, go, will go way in. No, I wanted Dusty to go first. Oh, he's, he has okay. a good reaction to this. I know he <laughs> It's the 96 Packers, and it's a bloodbath. Oh, bloodbath. So I just, um, you know, for a piece I wrote, I'd just gone back and watched a whole bunch of old Packers stuff, and I was looking at 66 Packers. And, man, listen, great team for the era. That was, you know, that was towards the end of their run there. Uh, I think they had, you know, they had the 67 team, and after that is when Lombardi left. So they were they were aging, you know, getting towards the end. 62, they were the better team. But still, I mean, they were you know, a very good team for the era. They get destroyed because you got, I was just I was just looking up just, just very, very quickly. So Bill Curry was the center on that 66 team. Six three two thirty five, okay. <laughs> Frank Winters was the center on the ninety six Packers. Six three two ninety one. That that's a sixty pound difference. Okay, now that's <laughs> one thing. But like, Gilbert Brown played for the ninety six Packers. Gilbert Brown and Reggie White and Santana Dotson. If nothing else, that defensive line 
immediate pressure. It doesn't matter, man. They're going to be setting up the most beautiful looking sweep you've ever seen in your life. And when you've got like a 350 pound Gilbert Brown who can run sideline to sideline and is bigger than like your entire offensive line put together, you will die. You will die. That 6-6 Packers team was incredible. But if you're just stacking those two teams from their respective eras up against each other, the 96 Packers team like wins by 80 and they only win by 80 because they feel bad about it halfway through the game. Like and a bloodbath of Epic proportions, I believe. No disrespect to the 66 team. Very good team for the era. But if you're just placing them next to each other, zero contest. Zero contest whatsoever. I could see Leroy Butler after, like, taking down the Packers sweep for a five-yard loss, just standing up and, like, dancing over him. Him and Favre do the thing where they pat each other's shoulder pads and do the holsters. Yeah. And, and, like, the 66 guys just staring at him like blank stares, like, what the hell are these guys doing? We were, we were killing guys this year. What's going on here? They're not taking breaks for smokes. What's going on? <laughs> oh, and that's I mean, yeah. That's without mentioning what Favre does to that '66 secondary, which again, very good for the era. Get torched, just absolutely torched. Still be fun though. I mean, how can I top that? I knew that Dusty had a good answer for this, so that's why I was like, I'm not even gonna go and embarrass myself when he has this whole thing ready to go. Plus, I mean, the 66 team is going to be looking up at, like, Jumbotrons and be like, did you see they have a color TV on the wall? It's huge. What is it? And they're flying jets over and, you know, all the, some dude's wearing a, cheese, a thing of cheese on his head. What is happening here? There's just too many distractions. They're going to be very confused. Yeah, they're going to oh, be yeah. confused and then they'll score. And it's January. They're seeing a girl in a bikini for the first time. Like they're not going to know what's happening at all. Yeah. It's an absolute bloodbath. So next up, Mark wants to know what will you all miss about each other the most? All right, Sarah, you're up first. What are you going to miss about the uh, crazy, the crazy uncles that you deal with every week? I mean, I'll miss just like having a good time and laughing with you guys. I mean, especially like, we always talk for a bit before we record and then after, and it's just always about the most random stuff and how everyone's doing it. It's nice, like, to touch base. It's always something that I know, like, in the middle of my workday on Tuesday when I kind of take a quick break and tweet out, like, hey, don't forget to send in your questions. I'm always like, oh, I get to talk to Dusty and Steve later. Like, I know we mess with each other all the time, and but it, it's genuinely, like, awesome to spend time with you guys and just talk about the Packers and life and everything else and I, you know we've been doing this now for a couple of years which is crazy because it feels like we just started doing it and I'll just you know we still talk all the time but it'll be I'll miss just like seeing them on you know zoom or whatever this is I don't even know anymore um <laughs> and just like talking and hanging out that way but you know it's temporary we'll be back so that's pretty much it I mean we, we have a good time so I'll miss that it's definitely always a bright spot in my week yeah, um, Steve's fine. Um, I, I, <laughs> That's better I, than I thought I was going to get. I will, miss, I will miss Sarah because she's not Steve. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, really, yeah. Sarah hit a lot of that. I mean, really, you, you know, we've known each other for a couple of years, and it's always a bright spot. But especially, I mean, this past year, as tough as it's been, not really being able to go anywhere, not being able to see anyone. I'm on a bunch of calls video calls for work all the time, but it's not the same. Like I don't get to see a whole lot of people anymore. I don't get to, I don't get to travel anywhere. There's very few, very few places I get to go out and see people. So being able to just sit and talk to you guys for a couple hours every single week about football. And just like Sarah said, life, I mean, we, we, we do like 
this podcast is, you know, it says 20 minutes a day. We're essentially an hour at this point. Um, but we talk at least usually a half hour before and a half hour afterwards as well. So uh, just being able to have that in this in this pandemic, in this time where I'm not seeing very many people, has just been amazing. So, yeah, I'll, I mean, I miss talking to both of you guys uh, just, just, because, just because you're you. Just because you're you. And I'm going to miss nothing. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to not talk to them for a couple of weeks and have a nice little break. So it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it's always fun talking with these guys, and we always have a really good time. So, again, like it, it's a nice break, and I'm glad that Pack-A-Day will do the, all this coverage for everybody and, and do that kind of stuff. It, it's great that that all will continue on for the next – from about the April and into May. So – great for you guys and uh we'll we'll ramp up and man we'll we'll be chomping at the bit when it comes to early may it's to get to get back at it and have some fun with you guys again so we are running a little long so we're going to cut a couple of these last two questions short to just the food part so um sarah we'll start with you this one's from alderon he wants to know the best dessert carrot chocolate or ice cream cake ice cream cake 100 percent. no hesitation yeah, nothing to add. I'm with Sarah. Ice cream cake by a very, very wide margin. Yep, nothing nothing, uh, nothing but agreement here. And then Harrison Tracy wants to know, what hearty slash umami, umami flavor uh, would taste great in an Oreo? So I didn't know what that was, and Dusty was able to <laughs> source a list for us of what umami flavoring is. And uh, why don't you give us a list, and we'll see what the best one we can come from that is. Yeah, I'm not really going to read the description because it confused me more than just just <laughs> saying umami. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna now keep in mind. I'm just gonna read some of these things I found on this list and just imagine all of them in Oreos, mushrooms, tomatoes, potatoes, beef. Just beef. <laughs> it doesn't specify. It just says beef. <laughs> It'd be like a Wisconsin style one where it's not it's not cooked ground just beef. It's on, raw ground beef. It's just like raw ground beef, but just between two chocolate uh, cookie crackers, uh, kimchi. Pea, ed- ed- edible seaweed, garlic. Mm-hmm. Say pea, like peas, like green peas. Okay, so, that's yes. I appreciate the clarification. Yes. No. Uh, chicken. The picture shows raw chicken. Hopefully not raw chicken. Uh, pork, just pork. Soy sauce, oyster sauce, tuna, cod, cabbage, onion. I think I think the oh. winner here is probably milk. Apparently milk is new mommy flavoring, so we got okay. that going for us. Spinach, <laughs> squid. Oyster, sardine, anchovy. I'm going to stop because oh, both of your faces are terrible. But that gives you – I mean, for me, it's it's from that list, it's milk. I'll be honest with you. I'm curious to see what a squid one would taste like, but I already know it's disgusting. So I'm going to go milk because I feel like that's the least offensive to what I'd have to eat. Oh, all right. Um, well – all right, so we are moving on, and it's going to be, uh, you know, I could not forget this. So I did uh, scroll through Twitter and Packers Twitter. It was a really fun place to scroll through today, guys. So I did find the Packer Trolls of the Week, as always. So I want to get your reactions. I have, I found like six of them. I'm going to just, since we're since we're running a little long here, I'm going to go to two of them. So um, this is what we're going to start with. In response to um, the Jason Wilty question, so Dusty, we're going to start with you. Should have followed up with why not? There's shareholdings that are looking for answers, and the last time I checked, you work for them. You're not the owner, and 
your obviously spelled Y O U R appropriately. So, Jesse, how do you respond to the fact that uh, Brian Gutekunst and uh, and Mark Murphy should report to the shareholders of the Green Bay Packers? A big big fan of the my taxes pay your salary pal energy <laughs> of the whole thing, which is really fun. Uh, Mark Murphy uh, answers to a board and to God, I assume. I don't know. I like the idea of Mark Murphy like having to answer to all of the stakeholders, and if one of them is upset, he can't make the move. I I, I want to see how, like, logistically speaking, how that works out, and exactly what would happen with the team, because I can tell you nothing would happen with the team. That's 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 <laughs> insane. That's a, that's insane. All right, and then this was the overall winner for the week. So, Sarah, this one will be for you. If Rodgers' contract isn't extended, I might have to rethink my season tickets. Being competitive is getting old in the sense that they are have they are happy with it. If not committing to an MVP doesn't say fill the seats, but on the cheap, the future is now, not tomorrow. Twenties will be the eighties. So if if that person is really considering giving up their season tickets, let me know because I gladly <laughs> take them. Um, so, yeah, just hit me up. My DMs are always open. I always say that. I'm ready. So if uh, if you're giving them up, let me know. I'll be there. I'll take them. Yeah, don't take yourself off the list. Just send them to us, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every year, yeah, and yeah. We'll, pay, we'll pay you face value for them. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Ron Swanson again. I like it. <laughs> I'm leaning into it tonight, Steve. I like it. Um, all right. Well, that's going to wrap it up since we went way over an hour already, I think. But uh, before we go, guys, let's do a couple of closing thoughts as uh, we won't be talking to them for over five weeks here. So, Sarah, let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to miss all of our listeners for the next few weeks. But like I said, you guys are in for a real treat. The draft experts are coming your way soon. Definitely make sure to keep tuning in the next few weeks. And then, you know, time is flying. I can't believe it's already almost April. So, no, we'll be back before, you know, it'll already be mid-May, and then we'll be back, and you'll hear our food takes and us arguing over ridiculous things all the time. So until then, I just hope everyone stays happy and healthy, and of course, you can still talk Packers with us whenever you want. You know, send us a message, send us a tweet, let us know. We're, we're always here, and, you know, even though we're you're not going to be recording every single week, we're still available to chat and, you know, have fun with you guys. So definitely... Um, we'll enjoy the time off and just thank you guys as always for listening. It's been a great season. You know, we do this break every year. So I'm just thinking back on the last year and it's been a lot of fun. So excited for the next season and next year and what's to come. Yeah, for me, I've got, so today, uh, I got a new piece going up over on Cheesehead TV. I'm doing the, um, the two weeks ago was Lombardi sweep, which uh, I think we talked about last week, which was a ton of fun. Learned a bunch, you know. One of the things I learned was that the 96 team would murder the 66 team. So I got a lot out of my research. Um, this week is going to be uh, the Far of Your Horizon touchdown to open up scoring in Super Bowl 31. Uh, so that was, I kind of get to go back. I had to take a hard pivot like halfway through researching this because I, I talked to this a little last week, but there's a clip in the America's Game segment where Favre's like, I was hanging out in the hotel room the day of the game and I was watching old Super Bowls and. Montana audible the black 59 razor and it's like, Oh, we have that play. We just call it something different. And the, then the clip they show is Montana saying black 59 razor. And then like a 38 yard touchdown pass to Jerry Rice. So I had it all lined up, man. This was, I was going to show that I found like the overhead footage of that. So I could show like where all the routes broke down and all that stuff. I had it all lined up. And then I found out that the black 59 razor was an incomplete pass to the sideline that was blown up. 
so that was not it was not the same play at all. So I had to pivot. I was like, well, I can't I can't even do anything with that. But still learned a ton about like going back. That was um, that year, that '89, the year that Super Bowl was uh, that the the, the 49ers Super Bowl that that Audible came from. That was Holmgren's first year as offensive coordinator. Walsh had stepped away in '88, and so you've got you still got some of those connections. Went through some old Gruden playbooks when Gruden was with Oakland to kind of find some diagrams. So I learned a ton through doing this. Um, not quite, not quite what I was kind of hoping it was going to turn out because I really wanted that kind of through line. Uh, but it was still really fun. So that'll be today over at Cheesehead TV is uh, Favre Horizon. The, the call ended up being 74 Dino from Favre, um, which I found a clip where you can actually hear him saying it, which was kind of cool. So yeah, really fun digging in. I have no idea what the next piece is going to be, but this one uh, I've spent entirely too much time on this one play. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone likes it because I had a blast writing it. Cool. Uh, my closing thoughts, just, just a thank you to everybody that, that listens to this podcast, that interacts with us on Twitter. It's, uh, it's awesome that we get to do this. I think it blows all three of our minds that there's this many people that want to listen to us and, uh, want to interact with us and talk about Packers football. So I think we both, we all think it's, it's amazing. And thank you again for all, all you guys do with questions, with, with comments, all that kind of stuff on, on Twitter. Um, responses on cheesehead tv all that kind of stuff that's always great and we love seeing that kind of stuff so thank you again uh you can follow us at uh dusty evely at sarah keller for at steve perrett and at packaday podcast on twitter but again thank you for for that thank you to dusty and sarah i know we all give each other a lot of crap but it's honestly it's it's one of the best parts of my week for talking to you guys um so we will definitely miss it for the next five weeks but uh we'll we'll be back ready to go better than ever um and, and talking to the Packers draft picks, and hopefully it's not a, a third-string quarterback and a third-string running back in the beginning, <laughs> but you never know. Crazier things have happened, clearly. So um, thank you again, as always, for listening. Be safe, be healthy, and as always, Go Pack Go! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.